1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Podmania podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodin. and I'm joined by both the dad of Podmania and the fetus of Podmania. How are we, <laughs> gents? Garth, how are you, my friend?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you went off brand, oh, Rob. I'm the bachelor I'm, of I'm Podmania.
2: Gone. The fetus. Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, so God's
1: gone. Chris, how are you?
0: You have ruined my brand. I have a brand going.
1: I have nicknames and everything. Unfortunately, you are now the fetus and nothing more.
0: I am. I am the bachelor of Podmania, young bachelor. The very,
1: very young fetus of Podmania. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's just
0: is because the... I bought action
1: figures today. You did buy action figures today, which was yeah. Anyway. We have got, ladies and gentlemen, it is the end of 2018, which, quite frankly, has been an absolutely outstanding year for wrestling. Um, You know, no matter what company you are watching, unless WWE, um, you know, New Japan has been on an absolute tear this year. Impact has made a resurgent and, quite frankly, since Slammiversary, has been excellent watching. Even Ring of Honor have just put on Final Battle, which, by all accounts, was an absolutely amazing show. The women of WWE are absolutely pissing all over the men with their (laughs) Evolution pay-per-view, which was fucking great stuff, and their matches at TLC rating higher than the men's. So, overall, for wrestling, and that's without saying, you know, Rev Pro have made a massive massive leaps this year defiant progress i c w all these companies are putting on outstanding matches week in week out and we as wrestling all fans in as well. all in exactly the biggest independent show ever you know they said they could never sell 10,000 seats and they did it in something ridiculous like 30 minutes you know we've got NXT UK now, the WWE expanding into the UK. Who again are putting on outstanding shows, and we are getting an, a UK takeover for God's sake, which we are all going to, <laughs> and which we keep saying on the podcast. But what we've done is, and every podcast has done this, but these, you know, we wanted to do it, so we have created Podmania End of Year Awards. Now, the Podmania End of Year Awards, quite simply, there are six categories. We have got wrestler of the year, match of the year, event of the year, tag team of the year, breakout star of the year, and disappointment of the year. Now, obviously, there are podcasts that are more uh, focused on one brand. We we focus on a lot of things, so you know there might be some stars that are missing from the categories, and you might think, well, why are they missed out? Because I could only put twelve categories on there, okay? And I am one man on my own, on an app called SurveyMonkey. Okay, (laughs) so don't don't rag on me too hard, please. Okay, but thank you to everyone that voted. We had so many, like an overwhelming amount of people voting, which really does help. And thank you so much for contributing. Um, What we'll do is I will go through each of these categories. Now, the people who were in each category, okay, and I will go through who was in each category, me, Chris, and Garth, All agreed on, didn't we, guys?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And basically what I'll do then is I will list the top three and you can give your opinions on that. Are you ready, guys? Yes. Yes, let's do it. Well, I think it's only fitting that we start with Wrestler of the Year. So in that category, you guys had the option of voting for Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Johnny Gargano, Zack Sabre Jr., Austin Aries, Hiromu Takahashi, the Velveteen Dream, Seth Rollins, Cody, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, and Tommaso Champer. Now, that is quite a lustrous company to keep. Chris, let's start with you. Ideally, your vote, who would you have put in third, second, and first?
0: For, um, well, third, Ishii, second, Champer, first, Gagana. Not Gagana, fucking uh, Omega.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Garth, what about
2: yourself? Um, the dream. Yeah. The third. Um, you know what? Probably. Gargano and Chapman yeah. here. Gargano Just and for Champions. the matches at the arena. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard not to have them in the top three because everything they've done has touched a gold. I mean, let's not forget that Gargano was part of the first WWE five-star rated match in something like four, five, I think six years, was it? 2011, mm-hmm. so seven years, you know, right at the start at TakeOver Philadelphia. So, you know, he's an outstanding athlete. But, unfortunately, there could only be three. Um, now, my personal votes went to Kota Ibushi, who I think has had an extremely underrated year by a lot of people. He's had, you know, an absolute, I think was probably... Top three G ones. I think there was only Tanahashi and Omega that had a better G one than Kota Ibushi.
0: I'd argue Iishi.
1: Mm, I can see that, but for me, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Ishi absolutely adore Ishi, but I just think Ibushi's G one and the fact that the G one final was just that good that put Ibushi over the top it was for me. So good, it, it was cured a hangover. <laughs> um, second, I went for Zack Saber Junior. Um yeah. because just in every company he's in, he's brilliant, he's captivating, he's innovative, and I just love watching him and obviously he's get he was getting a push in New Japan as well, obviously winning the New Japan Cup and having a series of stellar matches. And then first I had Kenny Omega because you can't have that body of work and not be in the top three. You know, he's put on True. you know, a seven star match this year for God's sake. So, you know, and he's repeatedly put on absolute classics. You don't get the nickname The Best Bounce Machine for no reason, after all. So, without further ado, in third place, with 14.04% of the votes, we have the Velveteen Dream. Nice.
0: How many accounts did Garth make?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed one. You're allowed one. And we've had this discussion. You know this, Chris. <laughs> um, in second place, with 15.79% of the votes, is Tommaso Ciampa. Nice. I don't think any of us can argue about that, really, can we? No. no. And in first place, the runaway victor, really, with 26.32% of the votes, is Kenny Omega. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean...
0: It has to be. Can't yeah. argue with that.
1: The man is a wrestling god. He, there's, you know, whether you like him outside of wrestling or not, or whether you agree with what he, you know, talks about on Twitter and the way he engages trolls and things like that, it doesn't matter. His body of work this year is completely unparalleled by anyone. And that's from the start of the year when his very first match of the year, he got a five star match out of Chris Jericho, who is 47. Or (laughs) however old he is. He's not 47, he's 44, I think. So, you know, that just goes to show his just. He's an incredible talent, and I cannot wait for his Wrestle Kingdom main event against Tanahashi. It's going to be incredible. We move on to Match of the Year. Now, these were the candidates, and there have been some interesting, interesting votes. So, we had Omega versus Socada <laughs> from Dominion, Ishii versus Omega from the G1 Climax, Gargano versus Almas from NXT Takeover Philadelphia, that aforementioned five star match. Uh, the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks from Strong Style Evolved. Takahashi vs. Ishimori from the Best of the Super Juniors final. Uh, Becky vs. Charlotte from Evolution. The War Games match from NXT TakeOver War Games 2. Pentagon vs. Sammy Callahan from Slammiversary 16. The NXT North American Championship ladder match from NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Johnny Impact versus Austin Aries from Bound for Glory, and the Undisputed Era versus British Strong Style from United Kingdom Championship Tournament 2018 Night Two. So I started with Chris last time. Garth, what would you vote in that category?
2: Um, I definitely have War Games in there.
1: Yep. Okay.
2: Um, definitely have Gargano, Almas. Yep. And Probably Penta Callahan.
1: Okay. Chris, what about you? My
0: um, well, third would be um, Gigano Almas, because that is another match for cured a Hangover. Um, <laughs>
2: Seems to be a theme. A of hangovers.
0: I'm <laughs> Machidan. <laughs> and, and um, then it would be um, Ishii versus Omega, just because I watched every single match from the G1 and your eyes glaze over. <laughs> yeah. Like, great a great match becomes an alright match in the G1, so the fact that the match stood out so much it has to be um, somewhere in contention, and number one is Akada versus Omega. They went non-stop for fucking 70 minutes. Yeah, so.
1: it's an incredible match. Um, Myself, um, I went for Takahashi versus Ishimori from the best of the Super Juniors final. I just thought that was an absolutely outstanding match. Just Hiromu and Ishimori had fantastic chemistry. The spots were ridiculous. Hiromi got thrown down some fucking stairs for God's sake, and it was just, it was a brilliant match. It's another one that broke Meltzer's scale. And sometimes I think under the body of work of this year, as I stated before, we've had an absolutely outstanding year for match. I think this sometimes gets overlooked, just for how fucking good it was. Um, second, I actually went for Charlotte versus Becky from Evolution, um, because I just love the match. I loved the chemistry, I loved everything about it. I loved the in-ring psychology, I thought all of it was amazing. And then, same as you Chris, in my opinion you will not find a better match for bloody years than Omega vs. Sokada from Dominion. I mean, the match itself was just unbelievable. To go 70 minutes and at no point be bored, just is testament to the two men in the ring.
0: Take notes, Bret Hart.
1: Absolutely. Hey. Um so is, is it
2: is it bad that I haven't seen that much? Yes.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you now, Garth, that it's free on NJPW World, so you don't have to sign up or anything. Right. Watch it. I'll watch it. It's I will. absolutely incredible. It's it's storytelling at its finest. And yeah, do you know what? It is a massive circle jerk from me about this match, but it is that fucking good. Um,
2: it's one it's I mean to watch, so I will.
1: Yeah, definitely watch it. Definitely check it out. It's incredible. And same for anyone else that hasn't watched it. Check it out. It's incredible. So, anyway, we have a tie for third place. So, in mm. joint third place, we have Pentagon and Sammy Callahan from Slammiversary 16 and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair from Evolution, both in third place with 12.28% of the votes. What do we think? Chris?
0: Surprise. Interesting that two hardcore sort of garbage matches end up in third. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean as in quality, but garbage. I mean like
2: in the ECW term, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. what you mean.
1: Garth, what about you? That's
2: yeah, quite a surprise, but that's yeah, a nice surprise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that Pentagon and Sammy Callahan got the recognition it deserved because that was an absolutely outstanding match. It really I was. I haven't seen that one. Well, in that case, go and watch it because it was brilliant. They attack each other with railroad spikes, for God's sake.
0: Is there anything the better ma- in the world? I saw the death match where they used Lago as thumbtacks. I loved that. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that sounds
1: awful. Um, <laughs> I haven't viewed that one, with you? Oh, yes, of course you did. <laughs> uh, forgot about that. Um, anyway, in second place, and this one is quite surprising, is the five-star rated NXT North American Championship ladder match from NXT takeover new orleans with 15.79% of the votes garth
2: surprised <clears throat> to be fair that i would put that one alongside the war games for me that was was like torn between those two anyway
1: so yeah. i'm
2: not it was a really really like stellar match and the white right man won as well so
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely adam cole baby uh
0: chris So it was a proper exciting match, like, because it, it, yeah. it never stopped. And there was, what, two debuts, EC3 and Ricochet in it? So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. I mean, the match itself was incredible. And again, another five-star classic. Um And this was another match where you never bored. The spots were incredible. All of the men, even Lars Sullivan, who, you know, is notoriously big, And certainly not (laughs) one to be diving off ladders and shit like that. And Killian Dane was absolutely amazing during this match. Um, You know, you've got Velveteen's Dreams, Purple Rainmaker off the top of that fucking massive ladder. Um, (laughs) Just the entire thing was just such fun to watch. It was a car crash, and I'm glad it got the rating it deserved. So it's our second favourite match of the year, according to you, the fans. But and I'm sure this is a surprise to absolutely no one, with a whopping 29.82% of the votes, we had Omega versus Okada from Dominion. And yeah. Yeah. this surprises no one. It is probably the best match I have ever seen, and I'm not understating that.
0: Wow. Objectively, yes, but in my heart, it's still Nakamura versus Ibushi. Jesus, I love that match.
1: Nakamura versus Ibushi, fantastic. I still think just this match... There's nothing to be said. No, object-
0: on an objective level, this is the best match ever.
1: Yeah. So, Garth, that is your homework. Yes, we set your homework. <laughs> Me and the fetus are setting your homework. <laughs> so, anyway, we move on to our third category Event of the Year. Now, our picks for this were NXT Takeover WarGames 2, Dominion, NXT Takeover New Orleans, All In, Progress is Hello Wembley, Evolution. Wrestle Kingdom twelve and Slammiversary sixteen. Now, uh Chris, what will be your top three?
0: Um, okay, three and uh, just because it surprised me at how much I actually enjoyed it is evolution. I did I did not expect to enjoy it. Like even the match with Lita and a dodgy as fuck Moonsoul was <laughs> entertaining and the Battle Royal was fun, like there was nothing bad on the card and well a lot of these shows were better just it was so surprising. Like, I thought I wouldn't like anything but Tony Storm versus Ayo Shirai, but no, just Jesus. So good. Um, second would have to be World Games. It's the best takeover of the best year of takeover. that has to be on here. Yeah, But first is Dominion, because Jesus, but, but last few matches on there. Ooh.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Garth, I'll let you go first before I say anything.
2: Um, definitely war games is in there. Yeah. Um just insanely good. No filler or killer. Nice. Um,
1: nice. Some forty one reference. We don't get enough of those on the podcast.
2: <laughs> um I put Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom in there because it was the first Wrestle Kingdom I'd seen in probably about eight years or something. stuff like that. <laughs> um and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I'm not used to watching that. So it just totally Yeah. The the level of quality wrestling because at the time I was still watching WWE <laughs> absolutely blew my mind <laughs> yeah
1: it's amazing um, how two products can be so different
2: anyway your yeah, first okay. pick off <sighs> I don't know if it's because it was new or if it's because I was so disillusioned with wrestling at the time but Slammiversary just totally reignited me love for wrestling yeah
1: when we first decided it wasn't the me-
2: best it wasn't the best to view by a long mile and I was torn between that and All In. Yeah. But I think Slammiversary had more sort of story to it, where All In was just a sort of exhibition. Yeah.
1: Now, I mean, Slammiversary was the first show we reviewed as Impact. Mm -hmm. Now, Impact comes with this horrible stigma of being an absolute you know, shit show of wrestling, which, to be fair, at points in its history, it it has been. Um, But this was a real turning point for my opinion of it and watching it religiously since Slammiversary. you know, I it's certainly a pay per view that holds, you know, a lot of nostalgia for me, even though it was only, you know, this year and part way through this year. But for me, um, third is Dominion. Now the reason that doesn't rate higher is because I couldn't tell you any of the matches before the final three. Um the final three matches, like, were just just incredible. I mean, Takahashi and Osprey was everything I wanted and more. Um, then you got Naito and Jericho, and then you got the Omega and um, Okada match. But I couldn't tell you anything that came before it. Nothing at all. And for me, that stops it being my top pay-per-view. Um, second, I'm going to go all in. And, you know, not for wrestling quality or not because of, you know... Anything like that, but just because of what it stood for, the fact that you no longer had to be in a massive company to fill out an arena like that, and you know the things it's led to, you know this supposed all elite wrestling, you know these companies being set up, other places for wrestlers to go. Going to WWE is not the be all end all, and everything it stood for all in, and for that reason, that's my second favorite pay per view of the year. And then finally, I'm gonna go with Wrestle Kingdom. Now, yeah. was it the best Wrestle Kingdom that I've seen? No. Was it better than Wrestle Kingdom Eleven? Certainly not. Was it a better show up and down than Wrestle Kingdom Nine, which we reviewed the other day? Probably not. I mean, the undercard was better, was a lot better, but Wrestle Kingdom Nine had those those matches that peaked higher. The thing is, with me, it started my year just with such a bang. It was the first one I'd watched live. It was the first time I'd felt the hype. It was the first time I knew the stories going in. It was the first time that I was encapsulated by the absolute just furore that was New Japan because that build-up to Wrestle Kingdom 12 and especially the Jericho announcement, which I know hit a lot of people and certainly rubbed people up the wrong way, but nevertheless, just that whole thing, and when, you know... It was on. I just felt this is something special, and it was the pay- It was the only pay per view, really, that did that for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but shall we get into our awards and what the fans thought, guys? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So in third place, with fourteen point zero four percent of the votes, is all in.
0: Yeah. Makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, certainly does. I think enough people liked it to uh, to give it that. Um, we then had a tie for second place. Oh. Both with 17.54% of the votes. These two got a shitload of votes. And this surprises me, because this, in joint second place is Dominion and NXT TakeOver WarGames 2. Oh. Which is surprising. I think Dominion was certainly the better show, but War Games 2 was a very, very good show that was more recent. Yeah, so it was just
2: exciting as well. Yeah,
1: and it was certainly one of the best WWE pay-per-views of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Speaking of WWE pay-per-views, in first no place, with 21.05% of the votes... We have got a pay-per-view that none of us mentioned. NXT TakeOver New Orleans.
0: (laughs) Shit, (laughs) I forgot what? But it was an amazing show. Like I mean, two match of the year candidates coming out of it. Absolutely. um, With great story in the middle and to be honest, a main NXT title match, but did rub me up the wrong way, which is why it was a (laughs) number.
1: Um I think when you've got an NXT takeover, and NXT has far surpassed its label as a development brand, in my opinion, um, when they're doing a show and that completely eclipsed the WrestleMania that followed yeah. it, you have got something special. And it was, just,
2: it was a massive statement. That really wasn't it. It
1: really was. <laughs> when you've got two five-star rated matches on one show, you know, and it was. It was just incredible. It was a, such a good show. It was such an, an exciting show to watch.
0: It ended with a feud that built for eighteen months, and you don't get that anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A, an organic feud, and it was—it wasn't forced down our throats. It was something that we all knew, we all knew was coming, and we all still loved it. So, you know what? It was a little bit surprising for me that it came out top. But do you know what? Yeah. It was a great show. It. A really, really good show. Yeah. We move Good on. To, yeah, I agree. We move on to our fourth category: tag team of the year. Now, the categories that we came up with were, sorry, the nominees that we came up with were <laughs> the New Day, the Kings of Catch, the Young Bucks, the Usos, the Golden Lovers, LAX, El Desperado, and Kanamaru, Undisputed Era, and Mustache Mountain,
0: Chris. Um, My number three is going to be Kings of Cats Just so they get mentioned And people can actually learn who they are They're a team in ICW And they've and, and quite a shit year for ICW They've been a highlight Um, I've been to something like 13 wrestling shows This year, they've been on more than half of them And they always steal the show no matter what they're on Um, They just they Never stop trying no matter how many people They're in front of And they can play comedy, they can do serious shit They're just really good You should check them out um, number two would be the Young Bucks. We've just had so many quality matches. The only problem is every time we turn up in Ring of Honor, in my head, it's fuck off heat because Ring of Honor is just the Young Bucks show. And um, number one's Golden Lovers. We haven't had a million matches this year, but all of them have been amazing. So,
1: Okay. I agree. I agree. Apart from Kings of Catch, which was <coughs> obviously your nomination because neither me nor Garth know who the fuck <laughs> they are. <laughs> so thank you for that we appreciate that um, Garth what about you my friend
2: um, well considering I have not seen pretty much any of the, the ones from the Japanese ones or uh, Kings of Catch um, it's quite limiting <laughs> but I mean
0: I'll take the upper three
2: I mean LAX obviously because I've been watching them more than any other tag team and the, the fact that they pretty much prop up that division at the minute
1: yeah 100% um, they
2: do and they haven't, they haven't had, a, they haven't had a bad match. Their stories really work. They work well with Conan, and yeah, I mean, they, they've held that title all this time. But it, they've always been happy to defend it. Which every pay per view they have done. I mean, it, it's been against the OGs three times, but those <laughs> matches have never. They've never been boring though. They've always kept it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so definitely have them in there. Um, Undisputed Era. Because I just like. Just love them. All, f- all f- like four of them. <laughs> yeah. They're, um, they're fucking brilliant. Again, they're, they're just different. When you watch WWE, they're different to their other tag teams. They've got their own sort of little niche. Yeah. You've got Kyle O'Reilly playing guitar with it, the belt. And. <laughs> um Roddy like Roddy Strong, who's just completely changed his character and totally fits in with it. Now when he did that turn, it was like a real sort of intake of breath shock.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: Um so definitely have them in there. And honestly, before this sort of dropped off, the Usos had a really good year.
1: They did. Absolutely. So I wouldn't
2: put them number one, but I would put I would put them in my top three. Those matches they had with the new day were some of the best tag matches all year. Yeah, they were, absolutely. The cage match they had was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, I put the Usos in there just to... Just... Unfortunately, they had a sort of the drop-off. Did they have a period out with injury as well?
1: Um, I think they had an issue with one of them being arrested. I think that was more the issue. Oh, well, that...
0: that Wait, well, one was that. arrested?
1: What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether they were... He had a mugshot all plastered all over Facebook. I can't. I, it was the one that's not married to Naomi. Um, for <laughs> I think it was DUI. I'm sure it was DUI. But as far as I'm aware, nothing happened. Like there was no fine or anything. Um, but, Did you
2: see the drop off a bit? Yeah. You just I spent a
0: th- night in beautiful penitentiary. Wee.
1: Hey. um For me, I'm going to put. Um, I'm going to give my third place vote to possibly the most underrated tag team on this list. And that goes to Despi and Kanemaru. Because they've held the junior belts for 200 plus days. And they've defended them in consistently what have been absolutely fantastic matches. They've been really, really good matches. Often they've been thrown together at the start of shows in, you know, schmozzes. But every time they've always been great to watch. And Desperado is obscenely. Overlooked in that division. He is absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, a third place vote from me is, you know, probably nothing to them. But, you know, at least they're getting some recognition on this podcast because they are really, really good. And unfortunately, they are not walking out of Wrestle Kingdom 13 with those belts. So give them recognition now while we can. Um, I'm going to give my second place vote to LAX. Um, Same absolutely wonderful pretty much verbatim what you said, Garth. They have held the Impact division, sorry, the Impact tag team division together. Um, They've been outstanding to watch, whether it's, and I've said this on the Impact podcast earlier today, you know, they've had fantastic matches in Impact, they've had fantastic matches in Evolve, they had a fantastic match against the Young Bucks. So, you know, they are a fantastic tag team. They've had a great year. They are now the longest reigning Impact tag team champions. So, yeah. Absolutely great year for LAX. And then I am going to give my first place vote to um It's between the Young Bucks and Undisputed Era. Um but I'm just gonna say that both teams have entertained me all year. And yeah, that's all I want from my tag team wrestling. If I'm honest. So in third place with 12.28% of the vote and this is possibly the most surprising um, entry is The Usos. Wow. So, whether that's built on the body of work... memories. Yeah. (laughs) Whether that's built on the body of work um, that they had against The New Day, you know, even at the tail end of 2017, I think some of those matches were... Mm -hmm. um, you know, people obviously have long memories and recognition for the Usos, so respect. Um, in second place, with 17.54% of the votes, we have the Young Bucks. Um, probably unsurprising to no one. You know, you can't make a match worse by adding some Young Bucks to it, as me and Chris mm. found out at World Tagley. Um, <clears throat> and then in first place, and this is by an absolute country mile, 33.33% of the vote is the Undisputed Era. Wow. That um, shocks our system. Wow. Hey. Brilliant wordplay. Now, for me, they have been, like, the most the most must-see thing in NXT.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, with the exception of the Gargano and Champa feud. This- and
0: Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, please don't mention that name. Please. <laughs> I hate you so much for that, because now I can see him in my head. Um... You know they've they've consistently been entertaining they've put on outstanding matches whether it's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus the author of Some Pain which I really really enjoyed or whether it's the yeah. both war games matches or whether it's just Adam <laughs> Cole being fucking Adam Cole or the fact that they've completely legitimized Roderick Strong in the WWE where he was in danger of being forgotten the entire stable is fucking brilliant and The pop that they are going to get when Shock the System comes onto the main screen and the main roster is going to be absolutely electric because they are that good.
2: Especially considering they're supposed to be heels.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And my worst fear is that they're going to bring Adam Cole up as a face, which just don't do it. Just leave them as they are. Just bring them up as they are. The one thing that I would say here, now LAX were fourth with 10.53% of the votes. But languishing somewhat, and Chris, I just quickly wanted to get your take on this before we move on to our fifth category, was Golden Lovers.
0: Well, our fans are clearly ill-informed, and (laughs) wow.
2: (laughs) Chris does not speak for... The opinions of all Podmania. Pod- he does
1: not. There should be a disclaimer at the start of our podcast that says, "Please take all Chris's opinions with a pinch of salt."
0: But that was a reason I was made to do the New Japan stuff on my own for so long. Um, <laughs> but but no, I just I, I get it. But, but they haven't been seen as a tag team this year. We've both been having mostly singles. Yeah, we're I mean, going into Wrestle Kingdom as a singles. Just uh, every match we were in, was match of the night. So I just couldn't overlook that.
1: No, fair enough. I mean, Dave Meltzer's just rated their Road 2 Show match against Tanahashi and Osprey five stars. yeah. And, you know, it was an outstanding match. It really was, you know, worthy of any pay-per-view, no matter Road 2 Show. Um, but you're right, every time they've been together, they put on an absolutely outstanding match against the Young Bucks at Strong Style Evolved. And um, they put on a great match against I think was it Ishii and Okada earlier on in Ishii the year. And
0: Okada, yeah. Um even they made David Finley interesting. So. Yeah, <laughs>
1: they had a great match against Osprey and Okada. I think the problem has been is that people haven't seen them as a tag team enough this year. They had this yeah. payoff to, you know, years and years of waiting for Omega and for Ibushi to reconcile, and then ultimately, Chris, in the grand scheme of things, what did we get? You know, there, was, yeah, but there be- was no tag team championship shot. Which, yes, it's Omega and Abushi. Um, they don't need the tag titles, but you know, why not? They're gonna have a match of the night against whoever they could. They could have a match of the night against Finley and Juice, for God's sake, against Herculeo and King Haku. King Haku. <laughs> exactly. They could have a match of the night. So you know, make them double champions. Who the fuck cares?
0: It's New Japan don't like double champ. We'll get into this Mamba Young Lion probably. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so. That was perhaps the thing that was more surprising for me. So we move on to our penultimate category. Excellent use of the word penultimate, Rob. Um, <laughs> off, category 5, Breakout Star of the Year. Now, again, the nominees were voted for by myself, Chris and Garth, and this was, again, won by an absolute landslide. The nominees were Ronda Rousey, El Phantasmo, Switchblade Jay White... Tessa Blanchard, Braun Strowman, Killer Cross, Brian Cage, Hangman Page, Jonathan Gresham, and Flip Gordon. Now, Garth, who are your top three
2: there? Probably going to be slightly biased here. Uh,
1: Can I just kind of quickly guess? Can I quickly guess who your top three are going to be? Is it Blanchard, Cross, and Cage?
2: It might be. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know who my number one would be? Tessa Blanchard.
1: Tessa Blanchard, I was just going to say about it. would be Tessa been Blanchard.
2: phenomenal. To be fair, Ronda Rousey would get a mention in there as well because she's been far and away better than she ever had any rights to be in that yeah. first year.
1: Absolutely. I don't think any of us on this podcast can think that.
2: And actually, you know what? You know what? I wouldn't put Brian Cage in there. I'll tell a lie, I put Braun Strowman in there. Fair enough. Because he's... I don't know, as, as much as he's dropped off, he did actually like entertain me quite a lot this year. Especially the stuff where he was ripping down the bloody stadium and stuff. And t- tipping over um, ambulances and literally trying to kill people. I like that shit. That's why <laughs> I watch wrestling. Fair enough. The outrageous.
0: Carny shit. But
2: yeah. Um exactly yes,
0: I just saw that pause before master <laughs> shit it was, <laughs> great, it was it was it was the most perfect pause ever um Chris, <laughs> who would you vote for okay, um, number three would be Gresham because wow, just a technical fucking master yeah. um most underrated match of the year for me is um c c k versus l e x at uh, one of the progress because. So, he he's just amazing, and you know he made me interested in Flip Gordon, which is very fucking hard. Um, <laughs> number two would be Rousey. Um, just what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah. She has she has such a knack, and she obviously is um, dedicated because you hear it every time she's about to have a big match. She'll be down in the performance center trying to get better before the big match. She's had two great matches with Nia Jax, and somehow didn't get injured. Um... <laughs> I
2: was gonna say that you came out of it okay.
0: <laughs> and also had the best match on a WrestleMania on her first match. So I'd argue, ma- just... I'd
1: argue, ma- one of the matches of the night.
0: Yeah, no, I'd argue the match of the night. Just so good, and against Stephanie McMahon as well. Yeah, true. Um, and Kurt Angle, who's basically immobile at this point. <laughs> true.
2: And true.
0: It's a Hogan, <laughs> oh, Hogan can put on a better match with, better match than him at this point. But um no man, breakout of the Year is definitely switchblade, like he turned it around so quickly around G one time, just Jesus Christ. And that match he had with um Juice Robinson, great. He's not on the level in terms of workmanship as everyone else on the New Japan roster. But still young, he'll get there, but he has the best cat one of the best characters in all of New Japan. And that's come naturally to him, and he has scored wins over Omega, Akada, and Tanahashi in the same calendar year. So,
1: yeah, New Japan are obviously massive on JY. Um, myself. Rocket struck. Say again? Yeah, absolutely. Rocket, rocket struck. struck yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, at one point, he was he was like the runaway favorite to win the G1. Because at that, was, at that point, hadn't he beaten Okada and Tanahashi?
0: He he beat Tana and Okada in the first and the first two nights of A Block, and like go back and listen to that. I was fucking. I didn't know what to do.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, so my three Tessa Blanchard, number three, for the exact same reason as you, Garth. She's just incredible. She's an absolute diamond. Ha ha ha. She's uh-huh. incredible. She she's just. Captivating. How old is she?
2: She's like 23 years old or something. She's she's really
1: ridiculously young. She is. She's got she's she so, looks so much, much
0: younger than 23. Jesus Christ.
1: She's, yeah. She's incredible. She is. And she's going to be massive. She's going to be massive. But she's bought such legitimacy to that knockout championship. She's yep. captivating every time. She's just put on a brilliant match, a, t- a mixed tag team match between her and Moose and Johnny Impact and, t- and Ty of Valkyrie. And her character work and her in-ring work just make it so enjoyable to watch. Um, so yes, yeah, she go third. Ronda Rousey, I completely agree, second, because she's just she's just got any she's just better than she had any right to be. You know, all of us as fans just thought, oh, you're up another celebrity who wants to wrestle, and the effort that she has put in and the the clear love that she's got for the professional wrestling industry.
2: That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, it makes her
1: so endearing to fans. And you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. She put on. Yeah, let's balls out. She went. She had match of the night at WrestleMania 34. She's had good matches against Alexa Bliss, who is okay in the ring. She's had matches against Nia Jax and not got injured, which in itself is a great thing. Um, and I just think that she has got you know she's a massive name and she's doing so so well. Considering this is her
2: first year. Here's a question. Will she be the first woman to headline WrestleMania?
1: Yes. 100% yes. Yeah,
0: I can't I can think see. of a match um apart from her and Becky that could headline WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think That's... TLC set it up. It'll be Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte. And I'm sorry, it. but if you're not excited about that match, you are not a wrestling fan.
2: I tell you what I also can't wait for. Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey that's going to be a
1: good match. That's going to be a really good match, but I think we're going to have four horsewomen versus four horsewomen before we have that, and that's going to be fucking great as well.
0: You you know what I can't wait for? Punishment Martinez to come to the main roster.
1: (laughs) I'm not even acknowledging (laughs) that. I'm not even acknowledging (laughs) it. Um, And my top pick, for the exact same reason as Chris, is switchway J. White. He's had, considering he debuted properly at Wrestle Kingdom 12 against Tanahashi, and it was... In the comparison to the rest of the show, a wet fart of a match. And people I think some people thought that it was going to be Sammy Callahan, um, and people were disappointed that it turned out to be Jay White. And that sort of bled into the match, but he he sort of limped onto the scene. But then to have the G1 climax that he had, the storylines base on him that he had. And then to have the matches that he had against Hanahashi, against Okada, against Omega, against Juice Robinson, against David Finley, for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> he's had an outstanding. And to turn it round from a person I literally could not give a shit about, come. What? Sakura Genesis? Could not give a shit about him. And then G1 Climax arrived, and suddenly the man's a fucking walking miracle. <clears throat> and he is one. Star making performance at Wrestle Kingdom 13 away from being just an unbelievable star. An unbelievable star. Um, but anyway, in third place, with 14.04% of the votes, and really well deserved, is Tessa Blanchard.
2: Yeah.
1: Um in second place with 15.79% of the vote is Ronda Rousey. And in first place, the runaway winner with 28.07% of the votes is Switchblade Jay White.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think any of us can argue with any of them because a mixture of those three, I think no. we're in all of our top threes. So, yeah. Yeah. this is the final category and this is the one I'm most looking forward to, weirdly. So, we have got... Category 6, which sounds like a hurricane. Category (laughs) 6 is Disappointment of the Year. Now, we gave you some very, very broad nominations. Now, the nominations 30 were, of these oh, we could have had and all of them wwe based it feels like um so shinsuke Nakamura just his entire run in wwe but this year especially <laughs> um nxt call-ups just in general tetsuya naito's year the firing squad the wrestlemania 34 main event the kevin owens i quit storyline samoa joe in general this year scarlet bordeaux uh, juice <laughs> robinson's us title run wwe crown jewel and disruptive crowds in general. Now, Garth, what would be your top three disappointments this year?
2: Arsenal Crowds, number three. Arsenal Crowds. They've just, just, almost ruined at least three WWE pay per views. Yeah, they did. Especially those, those, the ones from Philly, that yeah. Philly one. Um, Samoa Joe, because he's one of my all time favourites, and I think. The WWE haven't utilized them at all in any way, properly. Yeah, um, and <sighs> Shinsuke Nakamura, because again, he's another person who you know can have sort of blockbuster matches, and he's a blockbuster character entertainer, and he just hasn't been allowed to do it. The stupid shit he did with uh, when he first came in with bloody Ziggler. And then when he won the, the NAC America bullshit, it's like, come on. Like the stereotyping as always they're doing American promotions. When they saw what he can do before with some um Sami Zayn and NXT, the, the glimpses of what he could do before. People know what he can do from like New Japan, just not letting him do his thing. And f- from for him not to turn up on what, two or three pay per views in a row? as a a, a champion. It's just like, yeah, just let them go back.
1: (laughs) No, I agree. Um, I'm going to do mine next because I've got a rant and a fucking half prepared for one of these. Um, So, in third place is NXT Call-Ups. Because I think... The fact that they are calling people up and doing literally dick all with them. And you look, yeah, you can say, yeah, AJ, uh, not AJ Styles, sorry. You can say like Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn. Okay, yeah, they've been moderate successes. Okay, especially Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, not so much. But then you look at American Alpha, The Revival, Sanity, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, Andrade and Almas, who's done fuck all since he's been on the main roster. And that's just no way, that's, that's, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. Who should be main eventing <laughs> WrestleMania? But these people who are putting on fucking matches of unbelievable quality in NXT and are proving again and again that they are amazing, and then we have just they are just fed this fucking bullshit when it comes to the main roster that we well, have you've to got... endure and watch them work knowing that they can do so much better how the fuck can you mm-hmm. have the revival one of the greatest tag teams in NXT history who one of the greatest tag teams WWE have, and they are jobbing to Lucha House Party. How is that fucking possible? You've got Shinsuke Nakamura, who I watched in the co-headlining match of WrestleMania Nine, put on an absolute fucking masterclass with Kota Ibushi.
0: WrestleMania Nine, I
1: sorry, Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Sorry, um, that's how angry I am. <laughs> oh, here. cause it came out afterwards yeah, exactly. and leg dropped. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> but the Silver Dome. <laughs> oh God, the
1: Silver Dome. Um, but then you've got him doing fucking speak no English and all this yeah. fucking bogs. You've got this stuff with him stupid shit with the balls Just hitting fucking AJ Styles hell. and the Bulls. He had the opportunity to have this match of absolute quality at WrestleMania 34 with AJ Styles. And we were fed this bullshit under the premise that we would have this heel turn. And do you know what? This feeds into my second one because Shinsuke Nakamura is number two. Because his run <laughs> this year has been fucking dog shit. I'm sorry, I don't care if he's US champion, that belt means fuck all. It really does, it means absolutely fucking nothing. So, I mean, NAC America, what the fuck is that? I mean, the only thing that has changed in Nakamura is the fact that he now wears a blue outfit. Whoop-de-fucking-do. I mean, like you say, Garth, he hasn't been on the last two pay-per-views, for God's sake. No. Seth Just... Rollins made him look fucking ridiculous at Survivor Series. And it just feels like, yes, I know that Nakamura is half-arsing his run in WWE. I'm fully aware of that, and I'm fully aware that he did all his work in New Japan, and he came to WWE effectively for an easy paycheck and an easy ride. But I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. He's not putting the effort in. His creative, I don't know who is writing the creative for him, but how the fuck can you balls up Nakamura versus AJ fucking Styles? How do you balls that up? They gave it 20 minutes. It's not even like it was a squash match. How do you fuck that up? And I'm sorry it's so frustrating because genuinely this man is capable of fucking brilliant stuff and it feels like we as the fans are being shafted with it. We you know can you it name me like... can you name me four good Shinsuke Nakamura matches because I can name you one, two potentially.
0: Uh I don't want to be
1: at Dallas. Chris what did you say?
0: Um, The Money in the Bank match against Styles is better than normal.
1: Yeah, but that's better than normal. That's not
2: good. <laughs> it just feels to me like it's, um, it's Vincey and it's like sort of he's took the huff and he's been told by everybody and anybody, Shinsuke Nakamura's missed like this amazing sort of charismatic guy, get him in there and he's like, like fine, have him. There you go, there's Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. What are you going to do with him? That's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, and I then it's agree. like,
2: well, Vince, Vince we, need, we need him this. No, no, you sort it out sort of thing. And it's like, I'm not going to help push him.
0: I'll elaborate on my feelings of Nakamura when I get to my list. Yeah, I've still, <laughs> I've still
2: got number one yet. Yeah, I know. I mean, right. Podmania, the official Nakamura. Uh, <laughs> Slagging off podcast. <laughs> I mean,
1: my number one is Crown Jewel. Now, it's not because... Is that
0: a disappointment, really?
1: Well... Yeah, it's not a disappointment because the entire show was a pile of wank. Um, the fact that we had this entire World Cup that was then won by shame man, it wasn't fucking part of it. He's um, the best in the world. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand that storyline anyway because we've done fuck all with it. But that's not the reason. It's not the reason that we had. You know, it's not the reason. You know that we had Braun Strowman squashed by brought Lesnar, so we've got him as another fucking universal champion again. It's not the fact that this show was completely unnecessary in the middle of just having done Super Showdown and just before Evolution, so we had three fucking pay-per-views in a row. The fact that the WWE had the opportunity to take a stand and not go to Saudi Arabia, I don't give a shit about the money, it's not like the WWE need it. okay? But the fact that they went to Saudi Arabia when they knew... Full well, what was happening in Saudi Arabia and what had happened in Saudi Arabia, and they still went paint the wrong picture for that company. And I'm sorry, it's not good enough. You've got yeah. people like Daniel Bryan and John Cena, their top stars who are massive draws, who refused point blank to go on that premise. Sami Zayn, who refused to go on that premise, yeah. and you still go and you still put on that show on the, you know, pretending that everything is happy and everything's fine. I'm sorry money, in that case, money doesn't make the world go round. And WWE, for all their evolution bollocks, and, you know, for Woman's Revolution, and you've done this, you, the fans, have done this, well, I'm sorry, you've completely underhanded everything you've said by putting on this shower of shit.
2: The fact that they even sort of completely wiped it from everywhere, they didn't even acknowledge it before the event, they didn't advertise it or anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're to ashamed be honest, of it. Chris, your list, um, now that I've ranted.
0: Very quickly, to be honest about Crown Deal. One, I don't think Vin- um, Vince knew. I think he just gets all his news from The Onion. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> second of all, without actually having seen the show, it's my favourite show of the year just because um, I was getting texts in from you and garth while it was what was happening. Um wow, was that a gig? And I was just laughing so loud and I had a fucking hipsters in Glasgow turning to me it's like, why the fuck are you laughing? It's like, wrestling. Wrestling, <laughs> no,
1: wrestling motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, I've ranted. Any- I'm done now. Chris, what so, are your three?
0: My number three is Cunty Crowds. And <laughs> like, I, I don't know why I'm disappointed because I knew I know this is the level most wrestling fans are at. Not the audience here at Podmania. We love you. No, obviously. Um, Buy the t-shirt we don't have. Um... <laughs> But but anyway, um, I've I was in a country crowd. It was at Ring of Honor reunited, in, um, I think it was August. Um, and there were some great matches there. It was like Mark Haskins versus Jonathan Gresham, and if the sound of it doesn't make you salivate at the mouth, you're not a wrestling fan. <laughs> and just the crowd, like they were racist towards Gresham, calling him fucking black saber oh. junior. They were um chanting CM Punk at Coke Cabana. And all they wanted was a fucking bullet club all night And to be honest The racism, the CM Punk And the bullet club, that's basically what Country crowds are made of And it's just the worst thing It's why I'm happy I do a New Japan podcast Because crowds shut the fuck up (laughs) And it's always And it's it's the reason I rant about The Too Sweet thing every time I join you guys for an American show Because I'm not used to it With what I'm watching So it just takes me by surprise every time I see a country crowd um, number two is WrestleMania, because this on paper and even in the build, this is like one part of the year WWE had a decent product, and okay. on paper, this was great. But for me, when your highlight of the night is Nicholas, fucking something hell. is. I, like, about all
2: that. I fucking
0: I love that. Like, about that. Because at that point. I was, I was, I just could not see straight. And I was like, yeah, go on. You're living my 10 year old dream. Yes, kids. <laughs> um, but no, on, by all rights, like Stars and Nakamura, which I'll get more into in a second, fucking, uh, to be fair. And it started off great. The pre show was really fun. And then you had Rollins, Miz, and Bala, which was amazing. And then you had Ch- um, Charlotte and Asuka, which was amazing. And then you had John Cena being squashed, which was amazing. Yeah. And just then. It, it all went Wales. down. Yeah, and then eight more hours happened. And to be honest, that main event, I don't think is bad. Roman Re- Roman, and Brock do have good matches, just the crowds of cunts, going back to number three. Um, mm-hmm. From Beach Balls, they didn't even try to yeah. enjoy that match. They just weren't having any of it. And my number one is Nakamura. And <laughs> right. So... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, the way has been so... Before... Get comfy, guys. <laughs> The way it's been put forward is um, by a lot of fans is that WWE are burying Nakamura. And Nakamura hasn't fucking tried. You cannot tell me you've been put in the ring for 20 minutes with AJ Styles. Now, pe- people said that, that match was good enough time. You know what other great matches happened within about 20 minutes? Basically every match in the G1 this year. Mm-hmm. Any Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate match. Um, tai Chi versus Will Ospreay.
2: You get Tai Chi.
0: That was actually a great match. Robert admitted it. Um, it
2: was all right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was. You can't tell me with twenty. You know who else? You know who had great match with twenty match with AJ Styles, Minero Suzuki, Bruce Serf, who is not who I love, is not the work of uh, Nakamura's. Um, Baron Corbin had better matches with fucking AJ Styles than um, Nakamura has. Nakamura did not have a great match with Seth Rollins, who was. Right now, one of the best uh, one of the best in WWE. Nakamura, <laughs> he's just not trying. And I don't blame WWE for not pushing him because he is not trying. They pushed him in NXT and he tried and he had some great matches. And then he got to main roster and was like, I don't need to try to make these fans pop. And he was wrong. And now he's in mid-card hell Well, fucking stay. He's tarnished his legacy from New Japan. And I ranted about this in WrestleKing 9. Because he is he was match is just so good and he's so charismatic. He's not just lost um his in-ring ability, he's lost his charisma just because you can tell he doesn't care. His match is a cookie cutter at yeah. best. And that's at best. Like when his best match of the year was against Jeff Hardy, who I'm surprised can walk at this point. <laughs> it's just you've done something wrong, Shinsuke. Like going back to New I don't want to see him back in New Japan if this is how he's gonna be, because he'll be worse than fucking I don't know, Toa Hanare. At this point, fun. I'd rather... <laughs> right, no, seriously, at this point, if Nakamura's gonna be like this if he went back to New Japan, I'd rather see Toa Hanare in the G1 than him.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, we've all said, you know, in varying degrees that Nakamura deserves to be on this list. And don't worry, he is. Um, because he just... its It's been such a disappointment. It's been such an overwhelming disappointment his run in WWE, and not just this year, unfortunately. Um, But let's get into the actual votes. So in third place, with 15.79% of the votes are NXT call-ups. And there is certainly a stigma around NXT call-ups. Especially nowadays, WWE have just announced another spate of NXT call-ups. We don't know what show they're going to yet. That includes EC3, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Heavy Machinery... And Lars Sullivan are all headed to the main roster, and everyone is worried about their booking. I mean, look what's happened to Sanity. I can't see the injection of Nikki Cross helping anytime soon. Um, but WWE have they up NXT call ups far, far, far beyond this year. Um, I mean, point you know, point in case Finn Balor. Fucking. You know,
0: they tried but Finn Balor, he got injured. Well, I'd say Bobby
1: Roode is more egregious. Bobby Roode, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I mean, Finn Balor, yeah, he got injured. So what? Yeah, but he won the
0: Universal title. Seth Rollins was he won the Universal title.
1: He was the WWE champion. He's put him back uh, in the main event. Finn Balor never has never received any. Can you even remember when Finn Balor had a rematch? Can you remember Finn Balor being in the main event of any pay per view? Mm -hmm and I'm sorry it's just it's elimination
0: it. chamber elimination chamber there we go hey. got you
1: ah bastard uh, no because the <laughs> didn't the women's no the women's didn't women's opened it yeah the women's opened it you're right Um, I still stand by it, though Finn Balor has been wasted Um, second Shinsuke Nakamura I don't think any of us need to say any more about Shinsuke Nakamura I think we have vented enough about the fact that he is destroying and tarnishing his legacy Um, and that's just his match against AJ Styles um, you mentioned people, by the way, Chris, who'd had better matches against AJ Styles. Shinsuke fucking Nakamura has had better matches against AJ Styles. <laughs> Wrestle but Kingdom not under 10. 20,
0: but not in under 20 minutes. Was I don't my give a point. shit.
1: Um, yeah, but it's it's not good enough. And then number one, with 33.33%, of so running away with it was Crown Jewel. And I assume it is an audience yeah. that feels pretty much the same as I do. Um, it's not necessarily the baffling booking that made no sense it's probably not the fact that roman reigns you know wasn't in it and obviously everything that surrounded that which was horrendous and obviously we still wish him well it probably wasn't the fact that brought Lesnar's now our universal champion again it probably wasn't even the fact that we've got a fucking best in the world who is the booker's son it's the fact <laughs> that we had the chance to have some integrity and they refused so that's yep. the biggest disappointment, and <laughs> rightly so.
0: WWE integrity. <laughs> I
1: know. Lol. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, those are our end of year awards, all six categories. Thank you so much again for voting, ladies and gentlemen. It really does help the podcast out. Thank you so much. But we also have the Hall of Fame class 2018. Yes. Podmania have their own hall of fame
0: can i just say you've not seen the show like the chat after rob was said give us your nomination yes uh, this this cause like
1: this cause rift this called rift this caused rifts between the three of us friendships have been broken and have been thus mended um over who we are putting in um i will just quickly say that this isn't necessarily the best workers okay it's people that we think deserve recognition and you know, for some of us, are just favourite wrestlers and things like that. So yeah. what we'll do
2: is, and it's it's the first of many years, hopefully.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, well, you know, we ourselves will be inducted into the oh. WWE Hall of Fame for for I don't know <laughs> services, services to yeah, exactly. He says, tongue in cheek, obviously. We don't actually think that. So the I can't imagine the
0: speech we'd give.
1: You wouldn't be allowed to talk. <laughs> beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep,
0: beep. <laughs> you get at least six just cuts into it. Mike, Mike, go <laughs> Hayes, just comes on and drives me.
1: Kicking and screaming. Um, yeah. You destroyed ICW! You
2: <laughs> 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 fucking crown, <laughs> you crowns. Stop, you too- Nakamura, you're a fucking gun. Stop, too sweet, ain't me. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway, so. The categories we thought of for the Hall of Fame is worker, showman, diva, lady, or joshi, whatever you want to call it, tag team, and yes, we have a celebrity wing. Now, what we did was we decided that we were all going to put forth um, our nominations for each of these categories, and I, stupidly perhaps, (laughs) presumed that we would agree on some of them, but no, 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 (laughs) hell broke loose... And genuinely, I thought that punches would be thrown. Now, we agreed unanimously on both tag team and celebrity. And I'll go through them all in order in a moment. Um, And, you know, whoever put forward other options relented on Showman and Lady. However, when it got to Worker, I genuinely thought that I'd have to find new podcast co-hosts. Because I'll be honest, Chris is still on probation. Um, but that's because I got my way. Basically, you have never seen anyone be as petulant as Chris was for the worker. It it was almost I'm embarrassing. I right. am right, Rob. Um, right. So what we're going to do is we're going to work through each category, and the person that got their way basically, um, is going to explain why they got their way. And Chris, it's your worker that is in the hall of fame this year. Can you give us yes. a brief rundown of who it is? and why you've inducted
0: them. It's Hara Masawa the best ever. Fucking, right, he's had great matches. He, he made, um, the boom of Japanese wrestling, in the 1990s. He was so popular, that he started his own company, and had to stay at the top of it, because no one else would accept anyone, for as big a draw, as Masawa. No, with lack of trying, they pushed Marafuji, they pushed Sodeo, they put Kendo Kabashi, etc., cetera, et and none of them works, and he, and Masawa had to stay at the top until eventually he died because he kept taking forearms to the head. And just amazing stuff. If you haven't seen any of the stuff with Kibashi, um, Kawada, Stan Anson, Ve- I'm, I'm pretty sure he's had a good match against Vader. Just so much. And the fact that he could just take all of All Japan's roster to um, his own company through sheer force of how big he was. That's sad. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, me and Garth aren't nowhere near as well versed in Masawa's back history as you are, and that is potentially why we fought so hard for our other people. But you know what? If you know what you say about Masawa is true, I think he's a he's a welcome addition to the newly created Podmania Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to induct Showman because I got my way with Showman. And it's Randy Savage. Of course He's fucking macho man Randy Savage. I mean, you think showman, you think Randy Savage. Is there anyone... I think Tai Chi. I mean, oh, fuck off Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> that man's coming nowhere near our Hall of Fame. Um, you know, you look at his, just his outfits, the charisma of this man. And I think if he'd have been in a different era, an era that didn't include Hulk Hogan, this guy would have been just, he'd have been the person that you associated with the WWF. Not... You know, aside from the fact that he was outstanding and ahead of his time in the ring, you know, his his promos, you know, that ridiculous costumes that he wore to WrestleMania, just everything he did was a show and was this showcase of just his ridiculous character. And, you know, just- I think he deserves the recognition that he's getting. The man is a showman, and for me... There is no one that can come close to Randy Savage when it comes to being a showman.
0: Just for people who pay homage to him through their gear, like Juice Robinson did it in Tag League this year, um Jay Lethal's made a career <laughs> off of it, basically. CM Punk, wore Savage tights. Just So many people pay tribute, and that's because of his shared force personality. Well,
2: half the Velveteen Dreams, sort of. Mm-hmm. A mixture of Savage and Flair, Hogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Prince. Well, oh, yeah, and print. a
0: lot of Prince. If you've yeah.
1: got a man who is still making waves in this industry, he's still cited as one of the greatest influences in wrestling history. And, you know, he he's the whole reason for me, you know, aside from the Hogan body slam, I still think that the reason the WrestleMania 3 is held in such high regard is because of his match with Steamboat. Yeah. it's you know yes we had Hogan body slamming Andre and yes that was a big thing aside from the fact that they'd already done it once um, but we don't talk about that um, you know that match with Steamboat is iconic and that is Savage and that is what Savage was about and for me Showman had to be macho man and that's why I wouldn't yeah. back down with it. Fun,
0: fun fact the only 1980s um the I had from was WrestleMania 4, where he won the title. It's a shite, it's a shite pe- WrestleMania, but it was a good moment.
1: Yes, it's a terrible <laughs> pay-per-view where they attempt to put an entire tournament into a WrestleMania, and fucking hell, it's a head
0: fuck. Nothing went over 10 minutes.
2: No. And let's not forget, aside from um, the Diana wedding, his wedding, uh, Elizabeth was... The true royal wedding of the decade. Oh, absolutely!
1: <laughs> the man got a wedding segment over. A wedding. <laughs> it was the main
0: evented slot It man. did.
1: Yeah. The match didn't fucking main event it. A wedding.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, just does anyone
0: remember show. the Ultimate Warriors? No, the Ultimate Maniacs. I thought you'd yes. say
1: the Ultimate Warriors' wedding. I was like, <laughs> no, it wasn't invited, Chris. <laughs> Imagine or, just,
0: I the, I Marco the Ultimate Maniacs. <laughs> they did we were meant to be on in on one pay-per-view and then it never happened because Warrior walked out.
2: <laughs> of course he did. So so there's some pretty good promos. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um
1: Garth, you got your way yes. with the woman slash lady slash Joshi. <laughs> would you that sounds wrong? It does. Would you like to explain why you are inducting the person you are inducting into the Podmania Hall of Fame?
2: I would love to. It is the sensational Queen Sherry, so there's a the Macho Man link straight away, obviously. Um, but no, uh, Sherry Martel, uh, sensational Sherry was for me, she's still in the top three managers of all time up there with Bobby Heenan. Um, but just, I mean, at the time when, um, I mean, she came over from the AWA and she was like quite an accomplished wrestler, but I think it was at the time when, um, well, I say at the time it was like Vince had just taken over the WWF. So she was just basically put as a valet but she just got herself over because she was absolutely fucking insane.
1: She was. Um,
2: and then when they put, him, put her with um, Rick Martel it worked and then she had that brief stint with um, I mean she she uh, people find it well, probably don't even remember but she helped get Shawn Michaels over. Yes, Because she, she, she mm-hmm. started the whole Heartbreak Kid thing. Um, she, and all the way through her career, she sort of, everyone she managed, they were always sort of top of the card. She um,
0: around for that famous Booker T promo.
2: Oh, Christy. But um, when she jumped ship to WCW, it was a massive... Um, it was a big deal at the time, and apparently Vince was absolutely devastated. He was one of our top people at the time. Um, she, she had a little sort of stint in TNA. Did um, she? Yeah, she, she managed Bobby Roode. Oh, wow. Um, I think it was 2005 or 2006. Um, I, sh- I think she was only on for like a few episodes because uh, she died later on. Um <laughs> But I obviously she was with Harlem Heat for a bit, and I mean her and Harlem Heat doing promos is one of the most fucking outrageous things you'll ever see because they're, sh- they're all mindfuck. trying to outshout each other.
0: But it must be like if Morrissey and Stormzy had a rap battle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but no, I mean it was pretty sudden. I remember when she died, and she she'd always been one of my favourites as a kid. I remember when she died and I was like genuinely gutted because I thought she still probably could have done something if they'd taken care of her. Obviously it was at the time when you left WWF and that that was it, you were done. Um So yeah, I think she, she deserved it. Not not for wrestling, I mean she was pretty accomplished in the AWA and she held the title, but more so for a, a manager manageress work. Fair so enough. Sensational theory.
0: Yeah. Anyone remember when she was Peggy C? So who? Peggy Sue. She she was pe- she was um, honky tonks Ma- man's Peggy Sue for like WrestleMania Four. Oh Christ! I didn't know
1: that. <laughs> you were that WrestleMania fucking Four pay per view. Um. So tag team now. Um. Garth, I'm gonna let you introduce the tag team as well because wow. as the only man who was alive during their original run. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Um. I think it's no, only fair that you induct them.
2: It's not the killer bees. <laughs> uh, it is... I'm going to do it. Oh, uh, what a rush! <laughs> Legion of Doom and the World Warriors. Yes.
1: That was sensational.
2: That was actually You're really hate
0: good. It. You'll hate this. My first taste of the World Warriors was the, the one with
2: Heidenreich. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Christ.
1: <laughs> I mean, talking about tag team wrestling... There's no one else. These were the blueprint for yeah. tag team wrestling. They still have now one of the most iconic tag team finishes ever. Yeah. They are one of the we- most decorated tag teams in any company that they've been in, whether it be the NWA, whether it be the WWF, whether it be WCW, you know, whether it be TNA. Um <laughs> you know, the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom were the tag team that everyone wanted to be. It's no secret that Vince wanted them so badly in the WWF that he created his own version of the Legion of Doom in Demolition. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he, when he eventually got them into the WWF, he just put the title straight on them. If you are impressing Vince McMahon to that point, you are doing something right. And I'm sorry, the... Well, the the level and body of work that the Road Warriors and the name still carries such gravitas to it. The
2: fact that they weren't actually that technically gifted. They brawlers. They were brawlers. And the, the, I mean, the fact that there's a thing called the Road Warrior Pop. Yeah. Says everything. Oh
0: god, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the stories you'd hear where people would quit the wrestling business because they didn't want to face it was Bem and Steiners. Whenever, yeah, yeah, (laughs) fucking crazy person.
2: Yeah, I'm not not taking that bump. It was the Doomsday Device's
1: bump, exactly. People would say, "I'm not taking that bump." An animal would have to calm them down. Mm. Which is still being ripped
0: off. They're still being ripped off to this day. And actually, if you look at like a lot of like Mega Drive or Super Nintendo games at the time, they them and Hulk Hogan the most parodied people within like non-licensed wrestling games. Definitely.
1: I mean me and Garth we did a five count episode seems like ages and ages ago and you actually said they would were, they were basically the thing that got you into wrestling
2: yeah because they were. of their face paint because I saw I saw them on the on a, a magazine I was like what the hell is that yeah and they looked so intense and yeah. at, like Hawk was so fucking intense in his promos um and there were just these massive sort of cartoon characters um, and even in that age where everybody had a, a cartoon gimmick, they were just there was them and the Ultimate Warrior were the two that really sort of got us into it.
1: Not Reaper man. And
2: well, you know, later. Not <laughs> a keen be African dream. <laughs> Not the goon. The goon, Christ! Oh yeah, <laughs> give some credibility.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I agree with everything you've said. There's there's no way we could legitimately put. Any other tag team in this um, because they were the wrestling tag team, and I think we yeah. all three of us agree with that,
0: yeah. Um, apart from maybe the Killer Bees, yeah, apart from the Killer Bees, Wait, hey. hey,
1: 2019 the class, 2019 class, who knows? Um, <laughs> we then move on to our final category, our final wing, the celebrity wing. And instead of just picking a celebrity, putting them in one segment, and then putting them in the Hall of Fame like WWE do. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Um, you know, Drew Carey is in there for some fucking reason. He was to in be fair, I love
0: Snoop Dogg. I, I love Snoop Dogg's bit of a WWE as a kid. I thought it was amazing.
1: That's because you're Reggae Jesus. Um, it's because
0: I, I was 11.
1: Were you Reggae Jesus then as well? I did have long hair. Okay, fair enough then. Um but I did once. The one <laughs> Once. <laughs> Many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the a celebrity that carries real again I say this word again legitimacy is Andy Kaufman and he was a man that loved the industry that much that he put himself in an actual feud with Jerry the king well <laughs> it is one of the most iconic feuds in in wrestling and I'm I'm just... not overstating that. It's it's literally how it was. They went on talk shows together with Kaufman selling injuries. They had actual it's matches. It, and people because Kayfabe to... wasn't dead, people actually yeah. thought that Lawler and Kaufman were beating the shit out of each other well, and that the it. beef was real. And if you are carrying brought that together. Match, Yeah,
2: exactly. Well together two worlds that never, ever, ever crossed or spoke to each other.
0: Can I say in hindsight, it's very weird seeing Jerry the King Lawler de- defending women's wrestling. Yeah, in <laughs> retrospect. Like being, the, being the big hero of women's rights. And not yelling puppies. <laughs> the fact that as well,
2: like back, like back yeah. then, Kaufman even went as far to he took some proper training, he was given promos, yeah. uh, he was all in before anybody from any sort of celebrity side of stuff was really ever bothered about wrestling.
1: And to be other than honest, a paycheck. Yeah. And even the rest even even now, celebrity involvement in wrestling isn't the same. It's not. They'll just turn up and do segments. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one who's invested. Ronda Rousey is probably the only person of note. David Arquette. Or Stephen Amell as well, I suppose. But yeah, but David Arquette really. Only the last
0: couple well, he was of just months in the death match.
1: Only himself, in the last maybe? couple of months. Again. Yeah, and it's you, because you cannot dead, but I'm sorry, <laughs> I refuse to class his first run as a wrestler. He won the WCW title in a time when WCW was booking itself into oblivion. I refuse to class that <laughs> as celebrity induction worthy. I refuse point blank. Yes, he's putting on, you know, he's doing some good work. Yes, he obviously loves the profession. But until I see something that, you know, to the to the degree of which Andy Kaufman was doing it, I'm not inducting him into the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame because right I case, still we're not blame any him. Any more celebrities in the Hall of Fame? It's all right. We we've got Sydney Lauper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, we could induct Donald Trump. Absolutely,
0: he was pa- he was part of my first ever WrestleMania. I had no clue who the fuck he was.
1: No, nope, we got Snoop Dogg. Don't forget as well.
0: Yeah, Class and of
1: 2019.
0: Hugh Jackman turned up one time.
1: Yeah, exactly. On we-
0: Sp- Punched off Ziggler, actually bust his jar.
1: Yeah, machine gun Kelly got power bombed off the stage by Kevin Owens.
0: Yeah, and banged with either to get destroyed by Eminem. Exactly. Um... <laughs> so you
1: know th- we've got a plethora of celebrities, but ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Those are our end that's of year awards. It is a weird point to end on, but I thought we're going to go down a rabbit hole because you're talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's why our New Japan podcasts are like two hours long oh
0: jesus, jesus christ christ every time rob press is off it's like oh shit we went over an hour <laughs>
1: um but yeah those those are our awards and that is our hall of fame hopefully as you the fans have actually voted for our awards you agree with the choices and hopefully you can see our reasoning for inducting the people we have into the podmania hall of fame thank you very very much for everyone that voted it really just helped the podcast if you can please give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the podcast. It helps us massively. I can't state that enough. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, you can talk to me at RealRobGoodwin. Chris, where can they find you?
0: At YoungLightingTXT.
1: Garth, where can they find you?
0: Yeah, after Roman Jackson.
1: Uh, subscribe on iTunes, on Castbox. You can follow Podmania at Podmania on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. You can also check out the website www.podmania.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. And if we don't talk to you again, I mean we will because we're previewing Wrestle Kingdom, but that's beside the point. Have a and love. the
0: NXT UK we still have about today. Oh
1: yeah, and NXT UK. So we're actually going to talk to you a lot before Christmas, but that's <laughs> irrelevant. Not gas.
0: God, just say goodbye.
1: Yeah. Yes. Gaff, Merry Christmas. He needs to go <laughs> to sleep. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Have a very Merry Christmas, a lovely New Year, and we shall talk to you guys in the New Year.